This is WTF What the Foot Radio Podcast, the podcast to tune into and learn all about feet in the news, entertainment, sports, and healthcare. You want to know the truth? We will give you the truth. Welcome, everyone. This is Dr. Dennis Timko, the Foot Guy. You are listening to my What the Foot radio podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Dr. Dennis Timko. We are on podcast number 11. And I um, hope everybody had a great Valentine's Day weekend last week. I know I did. Um, my wife enjoyed her Chippendales visit. And, um, you know, uh, that's what they always say. You know, you love somebody with open arms. And when they come back to you, you know it's true love. So, that's my little take and on Valentine's Day, and uh, let's get with it. We're going to talk today about uh, home care and house calls, and something that uh, I was very passionate about for several years, um, and then took a little sabbatical, sabbatical on it. Um, between the years 2003 and 2008, I was pretty much a full-time house call podiatrist physician, and uh did extremely well in that um, that not too many doctors were doing this type of service. Um, I do work really well with the geriatric population and feel that uh, I get along well with them. Um, I do have a good connection with them, and uh, since I do do four to five nursing homes, um, I tend to have a little more gentle touch, and I think uh, some of the older folks kind of need that. Um, and with the uh, baby boomers uh, coming out, they're getting to that 70, 80-year-old uh, age group and beyond. I think, uh, you know, healthcare reform and everything, I think the, the key is to help our elderly. And, and we're all getting old. Uh, so so we got to help them because somebody's going to need to help us one day. So that's my take. Um, home care is uh, really, really um, profitable as well because... You know, Medicare is the main insurance that takes care of the elderly folks. Um, and if you're older than 65 and you're on Medicare and for some reason you can't get out of the house or you have to have a taxing effort um, to get out of the house, you are technically um, approved for in-house uh, services. Um, a podiatrist is a specialized service. There are other doctors that do come to the homes as well. There's a big change into concierge type of uh, care where anybody can get in-home care, including your child. Um, I know there's a lot of doctors out there that will charge you know, a monthly fee, and you'll have a 24-7, and you'll have a 24-7, doctor on call for you anytime you need somebody or anytime you have a f problem with your child, the doctor will at least come and check on your, answer your question right away. But this is an expensive type of treatment and care, and uh, most people don't have that kind of money. So, but I think this is something that's leading to the future, and I think uh, me as a podiatrist am willing to be the forerunner of this since I have done home care for five years and starting the practice of home care back up again. I have met with several different types of 
home care industries, including St. Louis University Geriatric Program, which I do help out with the Grand Rounds, and I'm doing a talk to their Grand Rounds. It's every Tuesday around 4 o'clock at SLU. Um, they have interesting lectures by different well-known physicians teaching uh, students at the medical school. Um, so um, anyway, uh, so let's talk a little bit more about home care and why I enjoy home care and why I think home care is important and should be performed by more doctors. Um, number one reason is that I enjoy driving. You have to enjoy driving because you're going to be doing a lot of it. And uh, I like listening to my radio. I like relaxing. It's very relaxing, except when we have all the snow and ice and stuff. Like this morning, we had a big ice storm. Cars flipping around, sliding into medians and everything. And I had my wife calling me saying, oh, my God, she saw about four, four cars slide into the median. So that's not always enjoyable. But you know what? You make your own schedule. And if it's bad weather, you know what? You cancel your patients, say, oh, they ain't going anywhere. So you go and see them on another day. The second thing is that it's easy. It's easy work. Most of these older folks don't have sophisticated foot problems or medical problems. And if they do, you send them to the emergency room. But most of the time they don't. And most of the time as a podiatrist, I'm doing palliative foot care, trimming their nails, doing their calluses, and then Secondly, I might be taking care of diabetics or somebody with peripheral vascular disease or maybe somebody with a wound on their foot doing diabetic wound care. So there's a lot of other things other than trimming toenails that you might see doing home care. So everybody, especially I know a lot of my doctor friends here in St. Louis, think doing home care is for, you know, that that's too, it's not good enough for me. I'm too good for that. Well, let me tell you. We're all getting old one day, and you're going to need somebody to take care of you one day and take care of your feet because you won't be able to reach down and do it yourself. So you know what? Why don't you start helping other people because one day it's going to be you. And so that's what my feeling is, is take care of somebody today, and tomorrow somebody will take care of you the same way. A third thing is that cha-ching, it pays more. I made the most money during my practice years while I was doing home care than I do today doing office care and doing sophisticated surgeries, ankle fusions, ankle open reduction, internal fixations. Uh, it, it's just not as, not as good pay in the office as it used to be because of health care reform, higher deductibles, people aren't paying their bills. Um, unless you live in Ladue or Clayton or high-end places like Princeton, New Jersey, um, you know, those people have money. So they're most of the time going to pay their bills. Or maybe you have a practice that's more cash-driven practice. You don't take insurance. And people around are paying for those laser treatments and Botox therapy and everything. So that is more where the money is. Or maybe you can open up a spa or something and have people come in for i don't know valentine's day massage and spa for 120 dollars with with uh you know champagne Ooh, whoopee i didn't go to podiatry school to be a spa specialist 
I didn't become a doctor to do surgery and prescribe medication and take care of patients to be a spa specialist. So I'm not looking to make millions of dollars. I'm not looking to make hundreds and thousands of dollars. I'm looking to fulfill my goals as a physician and perform the oath that I took after I graduated and help people get better and feel good. There's nothing better than when a person leaves your office and gives you a big hug and say, thank you for helping me. I feel so much better than when I, before I came here. And that's the best compliment that we could get on top of a Google review. But anyway, um, that's another story that I will not get into and SEO and all that crap too, that Google is uh, taking over the world. But um, let's continue here. Home care. Um, pays more and also fulfilling. I uh, spoke about this previously, uh, helping these elderly folks and disabled folks, um, and it's fulfilling. Uh, definitely feels better. I know a lot of people, I get a lot of compliments from people to say, like, you know, you do home care? Oh, wow, that's that's pretty good work. Um, not too many people want to do that. So, And the last thing, it, it is, again, the future concierge type of medic- medicine is in the future, and uh, I think it's going to be something that, uh, you know, most people are on Medicare, and Medicare pays a little bit better for a home visit. Uh, You get paid every two weeks. Their deductible is less than $200 a year. It's not $2,000 or $6,000 from healthcare reform. You're not on the bronze plan and have a $6,000 deductible and have to meet $6,000 before anything starts paying. So you don't have to worry about sending a bill to the patient. You'll get your money right away. Some of the things that you can do with home care that maybe some doctors didn't realize, but basically home care, your vehicle that you drive to these patients' homes is your office. So you have to be really, really good about storing stuff and having a good way of keeping all your tools and all your um, x-ray stuff maybe you have a mobile x-ray unit but i don't i I just use a company that comes in x-rays i do have a diagnostic ultrasound that looks like a little laptop i do do arterial brachial indexes with a single non-invasive doppler to help diagnose peripheral vascular disease which pays pretty well uh, CPT code 93922, non-invasive arterial brachial indexes, ankle brachial index level one, pays pretty good. So all you podiatrists out there that um, when you feel a pulse and you don't feel anything, you might want to think about doing that. It takes a few extra minutes, but it's definitely worth it, and you'll give good information. Edema. There's another thing that I'll see a lot of venous stasis wounds, um, wound care, fractures. Uh, You might get some older patient that fell, uh, twisted their ankle and fractured something. You might need to go in there and do a closed reduction. You might need to send them to the hospital, do an open reduction internal fixation. That's a surgery. Uh, Diabetic shoes. Diabetic shoes, I know it's a big thing going on right now with Medicare and audits and prepay audits. But you know what? Do the right thing. Uh, Discuss it with your company that you get shoes from. I get it from uh, Dr. Comfort. 
Um, they have a really good program that you just have to know what forms you need and what you need to document and what you need to check on patients. Get those forms in, get the certified and qualifying letters out there, have it in the right time frame, and you, you will be audit-free. You will not have any issues, but it all depends on you. Neuropathy. Unfortunately, neuropathy is a little bit hard to deal with on Medicare patients because a lot of things that I use for neuropathy treatments are not covered by Medicare. Um, some of the vitamin treatments, um, patients are going to have to pay out of pocket. Um, there is anodyne therapy, which I'm using a company called Madari. Uh, they do have an anodyne treatment. They are a home health company that I can um, prescribe to for physical therapy if they have balance issues and need gait, treat, gait analysis and uh, physical therapy. They can also do anodyne treatment that will help uh, with neuropathy. So as you can see, there are a lot of other testing um, you can do. Um, we can do biopsies, uh, small nerve fiber density studies that can be done in the home, injections, steroid injections. So anything that you can put in a small box, you can definitely do at home. You just have to carry it with you. So that's my take on home care, doing house calls. It's a, it's a topic that I really enjoy talking about. I'll be doing a, a discussion with Synergy Home Care next week on Tuesday morning to talk about my services and provide people out there in the St. Louis area uh, home care for podiatry. And anybody that uh, can't get out of the house is homebound, even temporarily homebound, you qualify under Medicare guidelines to have this treatment. Baseball, we are about nine days away from spring training games. Woohoo! I've been just excited like you can't believe. Um, I'm just about starting my uh, my research into my drafts. I'm, I'm in two leagues this year, uh, a keeper league uh, and also a league that I'm in with my buddies. I've won five years in a row. Um, I'm sure if any of my buddies are listening to me, they're probably like, damn, that guy, five years in a row? I got a ring for each finger of my one hand, so let's go for six. Why not? But come on, guys. I mean, you, one of these years you got to beat me. Uh, it still doesn't feel good to not win, but what the heck? I mean, I can lose one year. I think this year might be the year I might lose, but I said that last year. Uh, I got a kid this year, so my wife's like, you can't do that anymore. Well, I'm still doing it. I enjoy it. It's my hobby. So... Uh, my baseball discussion uh, today are about Jeter, Derek Jeter, Matt Kemp, and Alan Craig. These are the three guys that I can think of off the top of my head that uh, have uh, foot or ankle injuries in the last year or two. And uh, basically, I will not draft any of these guys next year. Um, Matt Kemp is a number one pick a couple years ago, and he injured his ankle back in uh, July of last year by trying to awkward slide in a home plate. He's a Dodgers uh, outfielder, very good player, five-tool player, but has shoulder issues now too. But the main thing we're going to talk about is his ankle, and he recently in October 
had uh, microfracture surgery of the ankle and removing loose bodies and spurs. Basically, you can't do that with uh, very well with a scope, and I'm not sure if he had a scope done, most likely to remove loose bodies. Um, it's hard to remove loose bodies from a scope and small incisions, so he probably had it slightly open, which means that it's going to take a good three months for full recovery, and then it still takes about a year after ankle surgery to fully be back to normal, swelling and all that stuff to be back to normal. I always tell all my patients after ankle procedure or any foot procedure, about one full year to be back to normal daily activities where it's like you didn't have surgery. But still, even then, you'll still have a scar. You'll still feel some sort of sense that you had something done in your body. Alan Craig, he had a Liz Frank's joint injury. Didn't need surgery, but he did need a few months of rest. And he just barely got back. And I predicted this back when I first started this uh, podcast back in September when he heard it that he would not play again till at least the World Series if they made it to the World Series. And guess what? He played in the World Series. It wasn't as good, but he played. But anyway, I would probably not draft him this year either, especially he's going, I think, in the sixth round, seventh round in some of these uh, mock drafts. I just did my first one last night. But he's one that I would probably stay away with. When the foot uh, and Liz Frank's injuries in the middle of the foot, those ligaments are very, very tight, and they can loosen up real easily in the Liz Frank's joint. And the cleats that these uh, baseball players wear are very thin and very flat, and they don't have much of an arch support or a high uh, supporting in the ankle. And I think they need a lot more bracing in the ankle, especially in the Liz Frank's area that's in the middle of the foot. So unfortunately, he's going to need some more time, I think, to get used to that. And Plus, he hasn't been really hitting any home runs lately. He's more of a batting average guy, so I wouldn't do a sixth-round pick on him. Maybe eighth-round or ninth-round, but not a sixth-round pick for a first-baseman outfielder. I'd stick with like a uh, your Kansas City guy. Um, what's his name? Hosmer. Hosmer. I would just go with Hosmer. Anyway, um, Derek Jeter. This is going to be a very sad year, everybody. Derek Jeter is retiring after this year. There's always something something else every year for the Yankees. Last year it was Mo. This year it's Jeter. It's going to be a sad year, everybody. But you know what? Every good thing has to come to an end. The guy's going to be 40. He doesn't have what he used to have, and he was never a big power guy. And, you know, he'd get you 15 to 20 steals and back close to 300 and score a few runs. Very good, you know, clubhouse guy and very good um, off-the-field guy and going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. But at age 40, coming off an ankle fracture and actually two surgeries, he ain't going to be the same at age 40. But I think he'll do all right. I think he'll play most of the year. He'll have to have a bunch of days off, but definitely wouldn't draft him at all this year plenty other options at shortstop so there you have it there's my take my uh, fantasy baseball take for uh, Derek Jeter Matt Kemp and Alan Craig Um, we'll talk again next week or the week after 
about some more baseball. And uh, um, thank you for tuning in. And if you can get on iTunes and give me some good ratings, that'd be great. Um, again, this is Dr. Dennis Timko. And uh, thank you again for tuning in. Well, that's it for the WTF podcast show. Thank you for joining us. For more information on us or our show, check us out at www.feetdoc.com. Ciao.